It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. And welcome into tonight's AAA Insurance Post Game Show live from the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar. The Golden Knights defeat the St. Louis Blues 5-4 in overtime. Another entertaining game between these two clubs. Let's bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva, to break this one down. And, you know, Dan, after the game against Minnesota, we talked about a need for the Golden Knights to find some depth scoring. They certainly were able to do that tonight. Sure did. Nick Watt, we know about what he's done in his career. We also think about Tomas Nosek. You know, these are guys who were big-time point producers at the American League level. And talk not that he spent much time in the minors. We already know about what kind of production he can put up. And somehow the chemistry was there today. Nozick has been good. The scoring just hasn't been there until the goal today. Wow, with the pair of assists. But just something about those three guys worked. It looked good. And you know that the coaching staff saw the same thing because those guys just kept going out there. Yeah, 100%. I mean, Tomasz Nosek was incredibly visible. And you look at the goal from Nosek, and you look at the play that Dylan Coglin makes on that, that's a confident hockey player off the heels of a hat trick. Uh, you got to like what you're getting out of Dylan Coglin right now. Right. You know, little things like, okay, so there's that, which you're right to point out, really impressive. Of course, the hat trick the other day. There will still be a, a wrong decision you take with it, right? The good with the bad. Yep. He commits a penalty, which leads to a power play goal. Like There's there's some of those things, too. It, 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 it's just that you're seeing when he is making a play that it is with conviction. And if something doesn't go right, you're still understanding that there's the growing process there. And that is the evolution of a young player, um, especially one who has superior offensive instincts, whether it is the pass, as you outlined, the hard shot. We saw the third of the three goals two days ago. That was the real shot. He had a couple of those hard shot attempts today, too. And uh, the decision-making uh, is improving. Sometimes you make the right decision, but you don't execute the play properly. It's a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You take the good with the bad, and right now there's more good for Dylan Coglin, quite clearly. Are these two teams, St. Louis and Vegas, incapable of playing a boring game against each other? <laughs> uh, there have been very few. I, I can remember like one dud in St. Louis where the, <laughs> there's like Knights just weren't in it, Blues were in control, and it was just, all right, let's pack up and go on to the next one. This isn't happening. But you're right. In, in the meetings, whether in T-Mobile Arena or in St. Louis, there has been drama. There's been excitement. There's been lead changes. And... No surprise, because here are two of the last three Western Conference champions. You go back, of course, 2018, the Knights in the Cup Final. Blues won it the following year, and then, obviously, Dallas last season. But these are teams with a lot of players, with a lot of postseason experience. They know how to win games. They know about clutch moments, pivotal moments in games. And we saw some of those veteran players make clutch plays, whether it was the goaltenders, and Marc-Andre Fleury, you know, today he surpassed 50,000 minutes in his career. I mean, that's, I mean, not that that is like any kind of meaningful, just a milestone. You could just yeah. take it. But 50,000 minutes. I mean, you know, Henrik Lundqvist is at about 52,000, just under 52,000. But still, just the 12th goalie in history, 12 goalies in history 
have played 50,000 NHL minutes. Oh, there's that. Bennington uh, signs the six-year contract a couple of days ago. You got uh, cups between them, obviously. I could go down the list, but there's Perron, big goal. There's Smith, the overtime winner. Martinez with a couple of cups. He scores the game-tying goal. It, it is fun when you've got heavyweights throwing hard right crosses back and forth, proverbially, uh, you know, metaphorically, at each other. You know, Dan, uh, you look at that third period and, and the Golden Knights face a bit of adversity in that period. Some calls don't really go their way. What you like about how they responded to get the game back to square and then win it in overtime? Yeah, there, there might have been some teams rattled by how the Blues got back into it. They're at home, and I know it's not the same as normal time at home. But, you know, the Blues have been playing much better on the road. They're 10-2-2 on the road. Coming into this day, they were 4-6-2 and two at home, and they've said, we've got to play at home like we're playing on the road. And you'd think about, all right, they've got a lead. They've come from behind taking a lead in the third period. Well, the Knights have just found ways. And, yeah, like we mentioned, the veteran players involved in the comeback, Martinez to tie it and then Smith to win it. There's much more to it. That's oversimplifying it, obviously. But uh, it's a group with Mark Stone as the, uh, the soul of the team. I don't think anything bothers Mark Stone. If there is a resilient player who doesn't get rattled I've ever come across, it's Mark Stone, and that mentality appears to be contagious. All right, Dan, get some rest, and we will see you right back here tomorrow. All right, Ryan, thanks. That is the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. We've got a lot more to get to here on the AAA Insurance postgame show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Welcome back to the AAA Insurance postgame show live from the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar. Golden Knights win a thriller in overtime, 5-4 to four over the St. Louis Blues. Uh, some adversity for the Golden Knights. They had to battle through some, some missed calls as most teams do throughout the course of a regular season. And you know, Dan alluded to it, some teams might get rattled in that situation. And I think for the Golden Knights, as you look at this third period, you look at going into it with a lead, losing that lead uh, early on on a power play goal that's questionable at best, should have been called back for too many men. Uh, the Golden Knights don't get rattled there. Now, granted, David Perron ends up putting the St. Louis Blues ahead for the first time in the night. But it's Alec Martinez making a play immediately after and the Golden Knights making a play immediately after and getting this game back. And for me, that's a character win more than anything else. Like, you look at this game, yeah, it's nice to get the two points. Obviously, the Golden Knights go on a six-game road trip. They've got six points out of it. They have the option. They have the potential of getting another two points tomorrow night, which would make this a, a really successful road trip. And I'm more impressed by their ability to not let those plays that go against them get into their, into their psyche and cost them points. I, I think that when you're looking for a team to take that jump from being really good, tops in the division, one or two in the conference, 
when you're looking to take that jump from really, really good to legitimate top three in the league contender, you need to be and you need to have the ability to move on quickly from plays that go against you, from calls that go against you. It's going to happen in the regular season. It's going to happen in the playoffs. It's going to happen at the most inopportune times all season long. And for me, you learn something about the Golden Knights tonight. You learn something about their ability to bounce back when there are egregiously bad calls that go against them. And it's not to suggest that that was one-sided. The calls were pretty bad on both sides. Both teams, I think, have an argument to complain about some of the calls that did and did not get called in this game. But I really like how the Golden Knights responded in the third period. I really like their ability to turn the page and to find a way to get back into this game, to get it back to even, to get it back to square, and then go out and win it in overtime. And the way they win it in overtime, the fact that they're able to cash in on the power play when they had had opportunities all throughout the game to do so, especially when the power play to start in the overtime period didn't look particularly good. It was pretty stationary. The Golden Knights make a play. Riley Smith cashes in. Somebody other than Max Pacioretty scores an overtime goal for the Golden Knights. But I think there's a lot of, of good to draw out of this game, even though the Golden Knights had a lead in the third period, let it get away, even though they concede a point to the St. Louis Blues in the process, I look at this game as a big, big positive for the Golden Knights. Now, beyond anything else, Marc-Andre Fleury, a whirlwind 24 hours for him, yesterday being placed on the COVID-related absence lists, the Golden Knights going into this morning, going into this afternoon, not knowing if Marc-Andre Fleury would be available, it looking increasingly like Marc-Andre wouldn't be available. Logan Thompson or Dylan Ferguson were going to get the start for the Golden Knights and then come to find out Marc-Andre Fleury, it's a false positive, is available for the game. And then Marc-Andre is able to go. And while I wouldn't classify this game as, as one of the best from Marc-Andre so far this season, he was certainly everything that his team needed him to be in order to secure two points. The post-game injury report is brought to you by the Valley Health System, the official health system of the Vegas Golden Knights. Didn't look like there were any injuries, as we mentioned in the pregame show. Will Carrier missed his second straight game due to an injury. We did see Pete DeBoer move around some things on the third and the fourth line. Cody Glass on the fourth line. Tomas Nosek moved up to the third line. We'll talk a lot about that throughout this postgame show. That seemed to be the combination that really got Nick Waugh going, really got Alex Tuck going. So I'm sure we'll see that again tomorrow night. And, of course, we are waiting for Pete DeBoer to address the media. We'll bring you Pete DeBoer as soon as he is available, as soon as he steps to the podium. But, you know, I, I like the coaching changes. I like the adjustments that Pete DeBoer made in this game. You recognize that Tomas Nosek got a little bit of a jump. You recognize that you're just not getting enough, enough depth scoring. And you make a change, it works out. You make a change, and... This team responds and responds incredibly well. You get two points out of Nick Waugh tonight. That's a huge bump in the confidence level for Nick Waugh, and I think one that is going to serve the Golden Knights incredibly well. 
Pete DeBoer has just stepped to the podium. So here is Pete after tonight's win. General. Hi, Pete. You guys hadn't had a power play goal in five games coming into tonight. Uh, how nice was it to get one there in overtime? Yeah, we needed one. You know, I, I think uh, power plays a lot about confidence and uh, and feeling good hopping over the boards. And obviously, the longer a, a streak goes where you're not scoring, uh, you you lose a little bit of that mojo. So hopefully, uh, that breaks us out of it, and uh, and we can uh, build on that. But big big goal at a, at the right time. Next question for Pete comes from Jesse Granger with the Athletic. Jesse. Hey, Pete. Um, I'm wondering if there was anything you saw specifically tonight out of Tomas Dosik uh, that made you decide to bump him up or if that's just something you'd been considering. You know what? I just thought he had good jump in the first period. I thought, uh, you know, he had good good energy, good legs, good jump. Um, I think he came to camp in really good shape and had a great start for us. And then, you know, he, he had uh, he, he had a COVID uh, positive test and he was down and out for probably three weeks. So, you know, I think he's just starting to, to look uh, like himself again here. And, you know, I wanted to reward him for, for how he looked in the first period. Next question tonight comes from David Shane with the Las Vegas Review Journal. Hey, David. Hey, Pete, now that we're through it, can you give a little more sense of the last 24 hours and sort of with Marc-Andre and, and maybe keeping him ready uh, for tonight and was there any consideration of starting anybody else? Well, sure. I mean, right up until we got, uh, I believe it was his third negative test, uh, which would have been early this afternoon, um, we we had to have a plan to start uh, somebody else. So uh, essentially, he tested uh, positive um I believe it was uh, when we got here from Minnesota and then, uh, you know, had to subsequently have three negative tests in order to be able to play today. So, you know, it was just him sitting in his room, quarantining, waiting, and, and that's not easy to do. I mean, he has a pregame ritual. He likes to come down and, and pregame skate and stretch and, um, you know, look, look at uh, uh, the meetings on the iPad or whatever whatever he does uh, prior to a game, he wasn't able to do any of that stuff. So um, I thought he, he battled really hard and uh, I'm sure he'll feel more comfortable tomorrow. Next question tonight comes from Chris Chapman with Fox Sports Las Vegas. Hey, Chris. Hi, Pete. Alec Martinez is a guy who kind of flies under the radar with a lot of the really good things he does, but he takes that penalty in the third. And they scored the tying goal, but then he bounces back, scores a goal and, assists on the game winner. Can you just talk about his leadership and a lot of the really good things he does? Yeah, he's a, he's a real warrior for us. Uh, plays tough minutes against good players, leads the league in block shots, does a lot of that dirty work. And, you know, he has a, a, a way of stepping up in big moments. I think if you look at his history, you know, Stanley Cup game winning goal uh, in overtime uh, with L.A., uh, and, and you can see why. I just think he, he has the ability to recognize that uh, something special needs to happen. And, and uh, you know, he finds those spots uh, where he can do those things. So that's been one of the most impressive things about him in, in the time he's been with us is just, to, for me, his ability to, to raise his level at key times.
Time for a few more here with Pete tonight. Next question for him goes to Brian Blessing, Vegas Hockey Hotline. Hey, Brian. Hello, Pete. Pete, the explanation on the puck being shot uh, out that was deemed not to have been, is it compounded because the glass is gone behind the benches? And further point, because every time that puck gets shot over the glass, the referees and linesmen, they always huddle up. It's like, did you see it? Didn't you see it? Is that something that you believe should be reviewable? Um, well, I, I think obviously it's a tough call at ice level. Um, and I believe it is a call that, you know, the camera angle can get right probably 95% of the time. So I think uh, the answer, the short answer to your question would be probably uh, it would make sense to make that a reviewable call. I think the fact there was no glass behind the bench, you know, for me, it clearly went over the glass that was between the benches, which is the same size as the glass behind the bench. So for me, that, that didn't play a, a factor in it. Next question comes from David Shane, Las Vegas Review Journal. Hi, David. Hi, Pete. Sort of in the context of the last 24 hours and everything that happened in San Jose, uh, how important were these two points? It guarantees, obviously, a, at least a you know 500 road trip. Yeah, real important. Big, big road trip for us. And uh, there has been a lot of uh, distractions and uh, adversity to deal with. And I'm really proud of our group. I think uh, all year, the you know, we haven't used any any of these things as excuses not to show up and play. Um, you know, and, and I like how we responded tonight after the last Minnesota game. I don't think anyone liked uh, how we played uh, in Minnesota in the second game. And I thought we responded with a big effort here tonight. Two final questions here with Pete. Next question goes to Danny Webster, NHL.com. Hi, Danny. Hey, Pete. Uh, Mark said there's been a level of stress when the guys get out there on the power play. Is that Smith goal something that can jumpstart that unit? For sure. You know, I think I think one one goal. It's like a, a goal scorer in a slump. You know, as soon as you get that first one, everything relaxes a little bit. So uh, we've been doing a lot of good things. I, I think you know, as the streak gets extended, you start to squeeze the stick a little bit more. But you know, I, I'm sure that's going to help us. Last question tonight comes from Stormy Bonatoni, the Vegas Golden Knights. Hey, Stormy. Ryan Reeves said earlier that before today you challenged him that he wasn't making enough hits, enough big hits. How'd you like his first period? Yeah, I, I thought it might have been his best first period of the year. Uh, I thought he was everywhere, running over everybody. Um, so, uh, you know, I thought he was good. Pete, thanks for your time. Thank you. That was head coach Pete DeBoer with tonight's postgame interview presented by Nevada Eye Physicians. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace.
No other city does sports quite like Las Vegas because only in Vegas is it game time all the time. After the final buzzer sounds, hit the town to explore all the award-winning dining, attractions, experiences, and luxury resorts Vegas has to offer. To learn more, go to visitlasvegas.com. It's the AAA insurance post-game show. The Golden Knights defeat the St. Louis Blues 5-4 in overtime. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game. We go back to the first period. The Golden Knights looking to get back on track would look to their leader, Mark Stone, who opened the scoring. Finding Stevenson. Drops off Pacioretty. Stevenson in front. They score! Mark Stone right in the blue ice. 1-0 Vegas with 5-12 to go in the first. Stone from Stevenson and Pacioretty at 14.48 of the first period to make it 1-0 Vegas. Just under a minute later, Jonathan Marcheseau would add to the lead. Oh, it's tipped on goal. They score! Marcheseau tips it home. A takeaway deep on the left side. Smith got a stick on it right to the blue ice. Marcheseau right where he needed to be. 2-0 Vegas. Marcheseau from Riley Smith at 15-29 in the first period to make it 2-0 Vegas. We head to the second period, and the Blues, needing an answer, would cut the lead to one off of Ryan O'Reilly's goal. Kept alive right wing Zach Sanford for the Blues. High slot, Falk, right circle, a shot, and they score. Ryan O'Reilly, a one-time wrist shot from the right circle, and it's a 2-1 Vegas lead. That's O'Reilly from Justin Falk and Zach Sanford at 5.14 in the second period to make it 2-1 Vegas. Marc-Andre Fleury absolutely robbing Braden Shen is our AAA insurance save of the game. Play knocks it out of the air, deals across to the right side. It's Shen shooting, glove save! Fleury reaches out and up to grab it. Wow. AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA outsmart life. So 2-1, to one, Marc-Andre Fleury, huge save, and Pete DeBoer shuffled around the lines. Tomasz Nosek would play with the third line and would cash in with a beautiful goal. McNabb and Nosek couldn't quite find the handle. Now Coglin up top for Watt. Down low Coglin. Centered shot, and they score! Tomasz Nosek set up out of the right corner by Dylan Coglin. Vegas leads 3-1. to one. That's Nosek from Dylan Coglin and Nick Watt, 10-12 of the second period to make it 3-1 to one Vegas. The Blues would answer right back with Vladimir Tarasenko's first of the year. But it's picked up by Sammy Blitz. Back in for the Blues, third liner, gets toward the middle. Coglin, and it's in the goal! Blues have gotten another one and now trail 3-2. to two. That's Tarasenko from Sammy Blay and Robert Bortuzzo at 13-36 in the second period to make it 3-2 to two Vegas. We head to the third period and it started off really well for the Blues as Zach Sanford would score a hotly contested power play goal. Left side, challenge comes there and a right wing shot, save, rebound, score! Hoffman put it on goal, flurry a save, but it rattled around in front. Pete DeBoer, not happy. That's Sanford from Hoffman and Cairo at 4.53 of the third period to tie the game at three. Penalties would continue to loom large as the Blues would take the lead on a power play goal from David Perron. In comes Shen. He goes down, feeds left, Perron scores. Blues take the lead. David Perron once again against his own club. Power play goal, 4-3 St. Louis. That's Perron from Shen and Tarasenko. 10.40 of the third period to make it 4-3 St. Louis. Just under a minute later, Alec Martinez would answer for Vegas. Theodore shoots, save, rebound, 
they score! Alec Martinez looked to have muffed it at the right side of the goal, but he got enough of the puck to direct it in behind Bennington. 4-4 tie, 8.33 to go. That's Martinez from Shea Theodore and Nick Watt, 11-22 in the third period to make it 4-4. And both teams would head to overtime. The Golden Knights would get a power play opportunity, and Riley Smith would ice the game. 2.25 left in OT, tied at 4. To the right, Smith shoots, he scores! Marcia Soda Smith, Riley wins it in overtime. The lefty rips it home from the right wing circle. The final score, Vegas 5, St. Louis 4. Smith from Marcheseau and Martinez, the game-winning goal at 2.38 of overtime, 5-4, your final here. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Golden Knights defeat the St. Louis Blues 5-4 in overtime. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Solar and Windows. And for the Golden Knights, it started off well enough. You build a 2-0 lead. The Blues come back in the second period, make it 2-1, to one, and then gold, the Golden Knights answer right back. you got another two-goal lead, and yes, in the third period, it gets away a little bit. There's a contested goal in which the, the Blues on the power play had six players on the ice. They had six men on the ice when the puck went in, and that goal should not count. It did. The Golden Knights had to battle through that. They had to battle through losing the lead, and they're able to find a way to win. And for me, it's more about the character of pushing back through that adversity than it is saying, well, the Golden Knights didn't have their best game and found a way to win. It's a very different feeling tonight than it would have been or it has been at other points during this season. That's going to do it for us here on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. Extended Post Game Show is next, right here on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network Post Game Show, presented by AAA Insurance. Our local coverage continues next with game highlights, interviews, and your phone call at 702-876-1340. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show live from the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar Inside Treasure Island. I, I'm telling you right now, the Golden Knights, the St. Louis Blues, these two teams, when it comes to games against each other, they are incapable of playing a boring game. It's not possible. It is not possible. And if you think for a second that these games are going to be settled in regulation, you're not paying attention. 
Extended postgame show, 702-876-1340 is the number. Give me a call, 5-4 the final in overtime. The Golden Knights have a lead going into the third period. They lose the lead. They find a way to come back, win the game. I heard, I saw a lot of grief, a lot of ire, a lot of frustration about the way that this game was called. I saw a lot of frustration with the refs. So now is your opportunity. Now is your chance to call in and yell and get mad and get crazy about how much you didn't like the officiating in this game. 702-876-1340 is the number. If you don't call, don't tweet me about refs anymore. If you do not call to yell about the refs tonight, do not tweet at me ever again about referees and blown calls. 702-876-1340 is the number. Mike, thanks for joining us tonight. Are you going to complain about the refs? Well, it, it goes without saying. It's almost <laughs> like saying, will the sun come out tomorrow? It, it was one of the worst officiated games in the history of the league. But when you win, you don't complain too much, and that's the beauty of it. But if we had eight men on the ice, I'll bet we'd have you know, scored in that particular situation. It, it must be nice to be able to do that. It was just crazy. Uh, and, and taking that glass away from the front of the benches is going to make a difference in some games, no question. Yeah. I, I'm amazed that Flower doesn't need practice because I watch him in practice over and over again, and no one works harder in a practice situation than Flower. You know that. Yeah. And yet today, with no practice at all, he comes out and plays a decent game. There, there's an old saying in baseball, and then I'll let you go. If you win two-thirds of the games at home and half the games on the road, you'll win a pennant. That's what we're doing. You know what, Mike? That's a fantastic point, and thank you for the call. I contested that the Golden Knights going out on this six-game road trip needed to go 500. Tonight's win puts them there. They have an opportunity to get another win. That would be great icing on the cake. But you go 500 on the road, and I understand the Golden Knights are contenders. I understand that the expectations for this team are sky high. It's your first long road trip of the season under new guidelines on the road. Go 500. I'll be happy. I'm happy. This is a successful road trip, in my opinion. So I think that's a great point that Mike brings up. The Golden Knights tonight did what they needed to do on this road trip. 702-876-1340 is the number. I know the Golden Knights won, but you can still complain about the refs. If you want to complain about the refs, give me a call. If you don't call me tonight, do not tweet me ever again about poor officiating. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Stephanie, please tell me you're going to complain about the refs. I kind of try not to complain, and I try to be positive. So I have more question about the refs. Okay, go for it. Are they going to be the same refs tomorrow? And do you think we're going to – because there were a lot of missed calls today, both for us and against us, obviously more against us. But do you think tomorrow we're going to see them let more calls slide, or do you think they're going to buckle down and really call kind of everything? 
Well, in terms of the refs, like they're evaluated day in and day out, game in, game out. So I would imagine that, you know, if the NHL and, and they're looking at this game and they're not happy with the officiating performance, that there will be some conversations about how certain aspects of the game need to be called. I would expect that tomorrow it's going to be more consistent from side to side. I don't expect there to be more or less penalties going in. I just think that when there's a penalty in the game tomorrow, it's going to be called and it's going to be obvious that it's a penalty. All right. And then I also, because he's my favorite player, I just wanted to point out, Marshy had a heck of a game today. Oh, yeah, he was fantastic. And he's been really good for the Golden Knights. Would you... Would you say that this is the best you've seen Jonathan Marchessault with the Vegas Golden Knights? Today or this season? or This, this season as a whole. Yes. He's, I, I think he's done amazing this season. I think from the beginning of training camp, he has put his pedal to the metal. I think there were a lot. I, like, I don't know necessarily how many rumors there were, but I know there was a lot of his name would come up from on trades and stuff, and I think that may have had an effect on him and i'm happy to see him doing amazing i love marshy i'm wearing my marshy license plate shirt right now (laughs) so (laughs) that's awesome stephanie thank you for the call and you know you bring up a great point in jonathan marcia who last season in the playoffs in the bubble i would say is not happy wasn't happy with his performance wasn't happy that the production dropped off that he wasn't able to find that consistent push offensively and this season i think the best word that i would use for jonathan marcheso is consistency he has found ways to positively impact the game consistently and that's what you want to see and it's interesting and it's ironic all at the same time because jonathan marcheso was the walk-off interview for dan and gary during the first period intermission and Dan and Gary asked Jonathan Marcheseau, like, how come certain games you're able to get to the front of the net and other games you're just not able to? And Jonathan said, I'm 30 years old. It's hard to be consistent in this league because there's a lot of other players that are also very, very good, top 1% of, of 1% of what these guys do for a living. So it's not always going to be easy to be able to get to those areas. It's not always going to be easy to be consistent night in and night out. Even the best players in the world, even the most elite players in the world have games in which they don't produce. But I think the difference for me this season with Jonathan Marcheseau is that he has been consistently producing and consistently good even when he's not scoring goals or setting up plays. He is consistent in his own net, in his own end too, and that's vitally important for the Golden Knights as they move forward this season. 702-876-1340 is the number if you'd like to join us. Let's head back out to the phone lines. We've got Jack. Jack, how you doing tonight? Doing all right. I'm, I'm certainly glad we, re- we won because it makes the hatred and the refs ease up a bit. Though I will say, as much as they gave St. Louis a free goal and, frankly, a free point, there were one or two softballs in there against St. Louis as well, possibly them trying to compensate. So uh, we'll, we'll see. It'll be interesting to hear a more neutral review in this game and the ref calling. 
All right, thanks, thanks for the call, Jack. Yeah, I, again, I, I think that officiating was part of the story in this game, but I like the way that the Golden Knights were able to put that behind them in the third period, get the game back to square, and come away with two points. We're back with more on the extended postgame show right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, live out at the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar. And I've, I've laid it out on the line. If you want to complain about refs, call me now. 702-876-1340 is the number. This is the only opportunity you're going to have to complain about refs. That's it. Don't tweet me anymore, at Ryan Hockey Guy, to complain about refs if you do not call in right now. The other question that I have, and this is a serious question, and I think it's one that I'm interested in various opinions. Marc-Andre Fleury, it was a very distinct possibility tonight that Marc-Andre was not going to go. Last night, yesterday, he was placed into the COVID-related absence protocol. Today, he was cleared to come back to play in this game. Plays relatively well. I mean, you know, all things considered, right? Like no practice in, in isolation in his hotel room for the better part of 24 hours and then comes out and wins a National Hockey League game. I mean, we should all be so lucky to be that talented at something. Literally anything. I would take being that talented at anything just one time in my life that's all i'm saying but the question that i have 702-876-1340 is the number since no one's biting on the referees who do you start tomorrow which goalie do you play tomorrow the golden knights have mark andre Fleury. he played tonight he's available gets the win you have Logan Thompson, who's with the team. He got into some game action, never started a game. He's been fantastic at the AHL level. And you've got Dylan Ferguson, who's been with the organization for a long time, hasn't played an NHL game in a long, long time. What do you do? Like, what do you do? Do you, do you look at tomorrow and say, you know what? We're happy with the split. We're going to give Marc-Andre Fleury a little bit of a rest and go out there believing you could win with Logan Thompson or Dylan Ferguson, I, I think that you can absolutely win the game with either one of those two goaltenders. Or do you recognize this as an opportunity to turn a, gr a good road trip into a fantastic road trip? Do you look at this as an opportunity to get some more separation from Minnesota and from St. Louis and from Colorado? And do you go out there and put out on the ice your best possible roster? And no disrespect to Logan Thompson, no disrespect to Dylan Ferguson. If Marc-Andre Fleury is an option, and he is, if he's available and he is, that's your best roster. Do you look at this as an opportunity to win, to try, to put your best roster out on the ice? I think it's an interesting question. 702-876-1340 is the number. I'd like you to call me and let me know. What would you do if you're Pete DeBoer, if you're looking at tomorrow night's game? 
do you go with Marc-Andre Fleury? And here's the other interesting wrinkle on that. Robin Leonard is practicing with the Henderson Silver Knights. Robin Leonard is working his conditioning stint. And for me, that appears to be on the horizon. So keep that in mind when you're making your decision. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines. We've got Eddie joining us. Eddie, what say you? Well, I, I think I think this is kind of a, a moot point because uh, Coach DeBoer said in the press conference in one of the few times where he sort of he sort of gave it up. He said he pretty much said Flurry starting tomorrow night. He only had 23 shots. It wasn't really uh, a high stress game for him. Um, they're up. They're up a couple points, and they've got a couple games in hand. I figure you got to bank as many points as you possibly can. So I think it's flurry, and you've got two games against uh, the lowly Sharks coming up Monday, Wednesday. Go get all the points you can. Yeah, I appreciate the call, Eddie. Thank you. I I, I think that you know, in terms of of what Pete said tonight in the post game press conference, I I think that. I'm always going to to take everything with a grain of salt in that in that regard because Pete's not one to usually give up what his lineup is going to be, especially not right after a game. But that being said, that's how I took it too, and I I think that that's the right mindset. You're in an opportunity. You have an opportunity in front of you to turn a good road trip into a great road trip. Mark Andre Fleury, in my opinion gets the start tomorrow. 702-876-1340 is the number. If you'd like to join us next on the extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended post-game show live from the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar inside Treasure Island. 5-4, the final in overtime. The Golden Knights defeat the St. Louis Blues. 702-876-1340 is the number if you'd like to join us here. You have an open invitation to complain about referees. You can also let me know what you would do if you were Pete DeBoer. Would you start Marc-Andre Fleury tomorrow? Let's head back out to the phone lines. We've got Lou joining us. Lou, how are you? I'm doing good, Ryan. Thanks for letting me in. Hey, uh, I hate to say it, man, because I was a USA hockey referee for years, but I spend more time yelling at my TV, what the heck, how did you miss that call, how did you miss that? And those two calls they missed tonight are the kind of calls that, that you miss as a crew when you're just not into the game that night. And, you know, referees have bad nights just as much as players do, but, man, those are the two kind of calls. It wasn't something behind the play that you missed or anything else. It was stuff that was and they all missed both of them. So those are just bad calls for sure, bad misses. Um, as far as uh, uh, in net tomorrow, it's got to be Flurry. Um, the last caller made a great point. You got the Sharks coming up. This division is absolutely the haves and the have-nots. And when you've got the haves coming up, you have absolutely got to have your number one guys in there, no question about it, and no disrespect to two kids coming up. As a matter of fact, I'd let I'd sit Flory. I wouldn't even put Flory in uniform against the Sharks, and uh, I would just have uh, uh, Thompson and uh, and 
Ferguson play those two games because there's no way you're going to lose to the Sharks twice. You, you could you could put uh, Reeves, throw him in the pads, and you're going to beat the Sharks one out of two games. Um, and the third thing I want to say, speaking of Reeves, is, uh, man, I'm watching this guy struggle. Um, I'm watching the fourth line struggle, as is everybody else. Um, I, this is not going to be a popular take in Vegas, but I'm looking at Carrier, I'm looking at Reeves, and I just think Carrier at this point in his career has more upside than Reeves. Reeves is getting near the end of his career. He's a fan favorite and everything else. But uh, I think it might be time to start plugging Carrier in there with that fourth line they had tonight and seeing how he does as opposed to Reeves. Yeah, you know, Lou, I, I don't know that I necessarily disagree with you on that point, but will Carrier miss tonight's game and Wednesday's game with an injury Uh, it's undisclosed in terms of what the injury is so we don't actually know what the timetable is on for will carrier Uh, but i think that once carrier is healthy then there's a big question as to what to do for the fourth line and let's assume for a second that the fourth line is going to be configured the way that it was tonight at least for the majority of the game cody glass as your center keegan colasar on the left and ryan reeves on the right when Will Carrier is available, and this is assuming Tomas Nosek is still up with the third line and playing well with Nick Waugh and Alex Tuck, as they did tonight, uh, what do you do with that fourth line? Are you open as a fan base? Are you open to the idea of musical chairs with the fourth line until you find a configuration that looks like it can contribute a little bit offensively can give you what you need defensively and brings the energy every single time they're on the ice. Tonight's game, Ryan Reeves was incredibly noticeable in terms of hitting. And I, I think that there was a challenge. I think that Reeves met that challenge. He was certainly noticeable in this game. Now, is that enough? I don't know. What are you trying to get out of that line? What are you hoping to get out of that line? And what combination can give you the most? If Cody Glass is going to center that line, I think that that changes things a little bit as opposed to it being Tomas Nosek. So I'm, I'm curious, honestly, to see what happens with the fourth line as we kind of get closer, inch our way to the trade deadline. But I think Lou brings up a really good point. I, I think that you've got players, and I think you've got the option for different configurations and it's up to the coaching staff to figure out which configuration is going to lead to the best possible lineup night in and night out. We're back with more here on the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show live from the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar inside Treasure Island. Uh, The Golden Knights, the St. Louis Blues, incapable, I say, of playing a blah or boring game. Like these two teams, it's fireworks every single time they get together. I'm all for it. I think uh, boring games are not very fun and like i understand the the fans and and the desire to like win every game seven to nothing and having you know a game be wrapped up in the first period i i prefer not to watch the game that way like i enjoy 
a little bit of suspense. I enjoy a game that goes back and forth a bit. And I enjoy the Golden Knights and their resiliency tonight. Like, listen, the Zach Sanford goal that made this game 3-3 to in the third period should not have been a goal. In fact, it should have been a penalty on the St. Louis Blues for too many men on the ice. It just didn't break that way because the referees missed the call. And so instead of going four on four and still being up a goal, the Golden Knights are tied, don't get a power play, don't get four on four, don't even the score there. And then David Perron, of course, David Perron finds a way to impact the game, scores the go-ahead goal. And then, you know, Alec Martinez is interesting because he's just a guy that goes about his business night in and night out. And then when there's a really big moment within the context of a game, but also within the context of a season, there he is, just making plays. It's what Alec Martinez does. He makes them, makes plays. And so it'll be interesting to see how these two teams draw up the game plan tomorrow night. Tomorrow is the next game for the Golden Knights. It'll be right here. Puck drop at 5 o'clock, pregame at 4 o'clock. So the same routine, everything that you did today, make sure to do tomorrow because superstition belongs in hockey. Thanks to Jeff Rubino out here turning some knobs, keeping us on the air. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio. And thanks to you for listening, for calling in. We appreciate it very, very much. And we will see you tomorrow, Vegas, St. Louis, right here on Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.